Today on the Benefits Breakdown, the team talks about how you can start your year with the best strategies, comparing your successes from last open enrollment, and then align them with how to make the most of 2024 and beyond. So welcome to the Benefits Breakdown. Let's go. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Benefits Breakdown. This is Vanessa Longnecker, and I am here with... Hello, everybody. I hope you're doing fantastic. This is Jared Bocat. Hey, everybody. Jared, Vanessa. We are going to have some fun today. We're going to talk about 2024 benefit plan years. I think the Twitter or X or whatever they call that just broke because it is the most exciting topic that exists out there. But let's be really open with each other. It's what we do. We love our industry. We love our clients. And our goal today is to talk about how we kick off our benefit plan years and figure in strategy now to set up the greatest success for the rest of the year. So are we open for some fun? We're definitely all three proclaimed benefit nerds. And you're on a <laughs> podcast about benefits. We are definitely benefit nerds. Who doesn't nerds. love benefits? My kids make sure and tell everybody, my dad is such a nerd. He has a benefits podcast. <laughs> my dad talks about ancillary line enhancements. It's exciting. <laughs> it is though. And that's where this is. I think let's challenge our brains with the clients we work with, but what we see throughout all of Brown and Brown and just the industry, there's a lot happening. And our benefit plans of many moons ago are not what they used to be. And also the timelines to be successful, they ain't what they used to be either. So- Maybe we can talk through some of those different ideas that that start now in this, we call it kickoff for some of our offices, this time to start the strategy part of the year. And what are you both doing to, to get this, the plans going to, to start thinking about what a successful year looks like? Yeah, I mean, I think this is the most exciting time of the year, right? I mean, many of our partners, clients, employers um, have have renewed uh, for 1-1, but that's certainly not the case for all. So the same application applies across the board. Uh, you might have a little fatigue from open enrollment craziness, but now is the opportune time to think about what worked really, really well and maybe where there were some challenges or opportunities to improve and get those wheels in motion, right? So for me, this is the most exciting time of the year because we're able to take a step back and really think and dig deep and talk about what's happening in the marketplace, what we've seen of employers, test some new concepts or ideas on smaller groups within our partnerships, and really think outside the box, right? Because let's face it, employers are trying to compete for talent and the war on talent, we've talked about this many times over, is at an all-time high, right? So if we just let our standard benefit conversation sit the bench until three months pre-renewal next, you know, next fall, heavens knows this is not going to probably line us up for success or creative innovation and and really doing the right thing for our teammates and employees across that that sponsor ecosystem. So we have a lot of fun engaging with our clients this time of year and reflecting and planning. Let's talk about what are you seeing? What are you doing, team? No, for sure. And Vanessa, to build on that, I mean, being a benefits nerd, this is the time where you really get to nerd out and you really get to <laughs> spend time and, and talk about strategic considerations where you can try to be a little bit more proactive versus reactive. And what are you, what are you doing to be proactive? And to that point, this is where I love to sit down with my clients and talk about, okay, what are your overall organizational goals for 2024? What are you doing or what are you trying to accomplish as an organization 2024? And then let's be strategic about how the benefit plans can help you accomplish those overall objectives. 
And once you have those objectives, then we can be strategic and consider and take look at data and all the things we need to look at to help accomplish those goals. But if you wait, like you said, let them sit the bench until the fourth quarter and try and have a comeback and have this Hail Mary, the odds are not in your favor. <laughs> we want the odds forever in our favor. We don't want Hunger Games coming into our benefit plans. <laughs> well, I think this is a great time to build on what do we do in these kickoff type of discussions? What's relevant? Uh, I'll throw one out there, which is looking at what happened. We talked last year to this year, but let's talk about some tactical things, which is where people were in your plans last year to where they are this year. There's a migration that happens that could be based off a big plan change. Maybe there's a lot of status quo. We saw some clients go to salary bending this past year, which drove migration to one plan versus another. There's a lot of different things that could happen, but I think it's a great piece to start going, did this work out the way we wanted it to? Because there's likely some strategy that was behind that decision. And to your point, Vanessa, it would be really honest with yourself is that what you were hoping to achieve? And if not, why? And if so, uh, why does that succeed? And what were the things that you can build in this year? I think that data is so important when we start to compare those plan years side by side. Adam, you're saying it's valuable to learn from the past and learn from what we did historically, and it's going to help us become better in the future? I think our wives probably would say that we don't do that, but potentially there's that yeah, I'd say that works pretty well. Yeah. Uh, I think that that might dictate some of the future with some of that data, but I'll let I'll let you be the decider of that if that's true or not. Yeah, I mean, we all call right. Open enrollment is the floodgate for any plan sponsor. Yeah. You don't know, right? You're laying a, a hand, and there might be changes, and it might be status quo. But at the end of the day, how your teammates react, that employee base, they're going to choose what's best for them, right? And it's insightful to understand where there were changes in dynamics and understand the whys, right? Because you're learning about your population in new ways. So it is, I would agree, Adam, a big piece of the strategy puzzle here in Q1 is reflecting on that understanding migratory patterns, assessing those demographics, and recognizing, right, not just why the claims are the claims, but where there may be gaps or opportunities within that waiver population or to support that population in new ways alike. For sure. One of the things that I love, we talked about specifics, is building on what you said, Vanessa, is looking at a year-over-year migration scenario and really dissecting the demographics of where individuals were enrolled in 2023, where they enrolled in 2024, what kind of changes they had, what strategies we implemented, and did those strategies drive some of that migration and changes in people's pre-utilization choices or pre-benefit enrollment choices? And, and does that pay off? And if not, what can we learn from that? And what do we need to change maybe going into next year's renewal and have those conversations now to do that? Adam, you brought up an interesting thing a minute ago. You threw out the phrase salary banding. Uh, there's a lot of different phrases for that in the industry reverse discrimination. There's all kinds of things out there that it's that it's used, but it's a way to alter the premium that you're charging to your employees based on how much they earn. And it's a great strategy that might be considered to drive migration for a potential younger and healthy population to come onto your healthcare plan or allow them to participate in benefits where maybe historically they couldn't. And if you implemented that, are you measuring that and did you accomplish the results this is a wonderful time of year to look at that and, and determine if you accomplish those uh, results that you were looking for in that salary band it's a wonderful way to bring about other strategies as well that we were brainstorming before 
Um, I'd love to hear, Vanessa, what you guys are, Adam, what you've seen some clients do with that specific strategy. I'd love to touch on the salary band real quick because I'm going to put some math to that. We had an intentional executive suite that wanted to put salary banding in place. And let's be open. It's an administrative challenge that might not have been there before. But in this case, they wanted to enrich in the PPO plan versus the HDHP plan. And they saw that intentional migration, which ended up costing them more, but they felt supporting that salary banding, uh, that level of employee that was a certain salary, was something they really wanted to do and invest in. So that was matching to that comment before, Jared, you made about what the corporate or what the organizational goals are. And they're able to do so to accomplish that and then go back to their teams and say, we're, we're supporting and taking care of. So I think that's matching, not just did you have a benefit plan, but what's your organizational goals and does that match all these other pieces? Because there's usually something else that ties together. I don't know, Vanessa, if you're seeing something similar or uh, a lot of different opportunities out oh there. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, the, the opportunities are, are countless. They're abundant. I mean, I think a lot of employers, you know, there's buzzwords, there's trendy hot topics or point solutions. I think many of our, you know, our clients, quite frankly, in the, in the space, employers in general, are a little fatigued from point solutions in general. I would argue we've been very consultative and, and forward, like, only leverage that if it's the right fit for your population. Many employers have thrown a lot of dollars out there and chase something that strategically or culturally they think might be the right fit, but they haven't always proven or turned the right ROI. So we do so with dipping toes in water. And again, this time of year is ways to do different pilots and to test those solutions in more meaningful ways before they ever were to be something you invested in holistically and globally. On the flip side, you've got really great solutions that are absolutely paying massive dividends for employers, right? So, you know, whether it's peeling back the layers of fertility benefits, women's health care is definitely uh, taking front and center stage on trends that we're seeing within that given population and how employers are looking to support in new ways. Of course, mental health we've been talking about in many, many, many facets. And there are some amazing resources that, again, you do not have to wait or let sit the bench, right? So through these demographic and utiliza utilization analysis, you can also be doing teammate surveys, uh, 360 reviews, getting feedback from your right, your active population on what would be most meaningful to them. That is that is something that I think there's gold, right? You really want to be active listeners this time of year. And again, not be reactive, right, when there's concerns on the backside. So that also to me is a fun, fun, fun way to look at this time of year. The reality is no jobs change more. We've been saying this for some time than many of our uh, plan sponsors and, and partners from a regulatory perspective, from a, a climate of, of you know, how we recruit and retain talent. And let's face it, we've said this before and I'll say it again, but oftentimes benefits are their number two next, you know, cost next to payroll for most employers. So how are we continually preparing and planning and educating our teammates for the best possible engagement and outcomes really should be a, per, you know, something that's happening in perpetuity. So I do kind of love using this time of year also for our communication strategy and then, you know, staying ahead in that three to five year timeline. We're not just talking about the next 12 months. But where do we really want to go? And how do we do that strategically together? Well, and I, I'm going to use the phrase that our, our friend that's frequent the podcast Avenue Portingo used, which is show me the data, right? Yeah. Um, he used that phrase so much on the podcast. He joined us that I sent him a t-shirt that said that actually. So uh, I, lo I love that phrase, show me the data. And to your point, Vanessa, this is the time of year where you can 
take a step back, be a little bit more reflective, but really dive deep into the data, but not just the numbers of where they're going, but why are those dollars going to certain areas and and what kind of things you can do to be impactful? Mm-hmm. And are you spending money in the ways that you want to spend money? Or are dollars just going out the door and not really having an impact to what your, again, your goals and overall objectives are? And to, to meet those long-term strategies, are you caring for the people in the way that you want to care for your people? Or do you need to analyze that data and make some tweaks to that? Are you offering programs or solutions that are actually accomplishing the goals in the spend area? And, and data is going to be able to tell you that, right? Look at the data. Are you, did you implement a program uh, to help mitigate cancer spend? Well, let's look at the data. Is it impacting our population? What can we change? Why is it not impacting our population? Is it the way we're communicating this program? And is the data telling us that we need to make changes? Because again, there's so much out there that you could be trying to do, but if the data is not moving in the way that you're trying to get it to move, um, that's when you take a step back and possibly make some changes. And this is the time of year that plan sponsors should be doing that. Jared, would you say that if you had a side hustle and Vanessa was CEO of your organization, that you would be interested in showing data to validate decisions? I think, I think meaningful so. data, right? Meaningful, meaningful data, though. absolutely. I, I mean, it's it's one thing to just show numbers, but let's help us understand why. Why is that data meaningful? And then what are we going to do about it? We had to get your side hustle in there. We really had to do. Yeah, I love a side great. hustle <laughs> <laughs> and dad jokes. And uh, yeah, today. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. don't don't tempt him, Vanessa, because oh, he will have one ready. And I, know. I am. I do have a button in my hand that says "Stop Data Time." So if you want to now stop for a second and just think of MC like Hammer, Hammer time. Oh yeah, yep. stop mm-hmm. Data Time. Me, data mm-hmm. hits me so mm-hmm. hard; it makes me think. Oh my, okay, I won't do it anymore. But I think that we have <laughs> a. I think, and sometimes you spend a lot of money, right? You might have a huge expense. We've also seen a, a huge impact in. Uh, some ancillary line enhancements where we have something as simple as dental plans, really rethinking that rather than just shopping the market and getting the same 190, 60 plan with the same annual auto or the annual benefit. Uh, you evolve that to maybe buy down a co-insurance or some sort of deductible. You're seeing uh, even some people buy spousal and dependent life insurance from the employer side, which is pretty inexpensive. But if you think about taking care of your your employees and their families, that's a way to reach them without opening up your pocketbook too much. There's a lot that doesn't have to be breaking the bank is my point. And I think one of the biggest things and mistakes that that people do is they try to open up everything, those floodgates that you talked about at open enrollment time, they get lost. Let's just be really open. If you have, if you have one big medical plan and all these ancillary and you try to roll in 10 product partners, they don't have the impact. So be open, I believe, to really trying to, 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 to open this up mid-year or have a very intentional rollout where it's where it's its own thing um i think i'll pick on brown and brown in an amazing way we rolled out a great new ad to our mental health solutions that last year and we did that in september and that was before all the craziness of open enrollment and i think got that much more uh uptake and people learned about it than if it got rolled into a benefit guide i think spreading that out really creates a lot of success 
Couldn't agree with that more, right? Again, I think oftentimes many, right, are so fixated on, oh, this is our one time of year to make enhancements. And the reality is that that is not the case, right? There are absolute ways to pull levers and expedite solutions all year long and or engage and educate with, you know, new open enrollment opportunities mid-year as well. So those are all the types of conversations we're able to be afforded this time of year when you take that step back. I think having a strategy and a calendar and having that be a fluid conversation at all times helps ensure that, as you mentioned, Adam, we're as proactive as possible versus reactive. And we're able to write, educate, and articulate what everyone's goals are and put our creative engines to work, right? So again, this is just an exciting time of year to really drive change into the future. One of the other things, Vanessa, that that you mentioned before we jumped on here was as we're setting goals and objectives and strategies, one of the keys for anything is is make sure they're measurable. Make sure that you you're setting clear objectives and goals for your benefits plan and then set a true measurable behind that because I'm I'm a huge believer in setting goals for personal, professional, whatever it is, and I don't think a benefits plan should be any different. And the way to truly accomplish that is to set a roadmap of how to get there, but also measurement points along the way to help us accomplish those things. And then throughout the year, uh, the clients that I've seen be most successful are doing those regular check-in-ons. How are we doing with this goal? How are we doing with this initiative? What do we need to change and tweak to make sure that we hit this mark come the end of the year? And as you do that, it, it helps you be so much more successful in your benefits plan and, and help you accomplish those objectives, again, to help you meet your overall objectives for your organization and how the benefits fit into that. Because we've talked about the war on talent, you mentioned it before, recruitment, retention. We can't forget about why we offer benefits is to help recruit and retain talent, which is a big part of the overall objectives for most employers out there this year. I may have hypothetically typed into chat GPT a song with MC Hammer's Hammer Time, but try to include <laughs> data. There's some good ideas if we want to include that. That's for our future podcast. Can't wait. I, <laughs> Rapper extraordinaire at I, your service. Now, as our benefit geeky continues, that's one thing you definitely don't want to see. I will say, though, we did have a client, I think we want to share this on a past podcast that, Jared, I think you worked with that actually created a rap for their open enrollment and or some musical parody, if I'm not mistaken. No, they had a full on yeah. rap. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is yeah. the, to, the amount of to ice ice babe to ice ice baby. Amazing. It was pretty awesome. It, Very epic. And that's where we got a challenge and we got to think about even part of that data analysis. Look at the, our different generations and you're going to com- correlate that with, with maybe your waivers and again, why are my maybe certain younger folks waving, where are they going? Uh, if my waivers are in my plus 65, might I consider a, a Medicare advocacy service? So this is a great time to, to plug and play and then ultimately never forget that this needs to be fun in some degree. It doesn't have to be a joke. It needs to be something where we empathize or um, really understand that this is a chance to share a message and, and connect however that organization reaches their people and, and share that you're spending a lot of money. That's not going down typically. It's going up in some regard. How do we evolve that and really make it personal? Um, so I'm not saying it's a rap for everybody and it's not a stupid song that I might come up about Hammer Time, but I think it's something that really connects the mission with with the employee benefits you offer. Well, and I think at the end, hopefully our listeners are realizing that this is a true year-round process. 
This is something that shouldn't start mid-year. It shouldn't start fourth quarter. This is a conversation that if you want to truly make it a successful part of your overall business objectives, it needs to be a conversation that you're having with your consulting partners throughout the year to help you accomplish those goals and realize the objectives that you set from the beginning of the year. Jared and Vanessa, what does that look like to you both with clients that you work with and teams that you see? Uh, We've talked about kickoff and whatever you may call the strategy meeting at the front end of the year. What is your, I guess, calendar to some degree, but maybe build on what could be ongoing calls with clients? Like, what are those, what's that look like for you on an annual basis? And what do you think success with your, I'll call you both tremendously, not just successful, but smart, dedicated, care about your clients, clients obsessed. Like, what does that success look like? And how have you seen it be delivered to your clients? Yeah, I mean, a lot of what we've been saying, right, we're speaking very high level. The reality is this is the time of year that we're modeling for different plans. We're quoting potential new solutions. We're having, right, any type of focus group for feedback on a given pilot potential in a given population. We are preparing for compliance-related, right, proactive distributions and or filings. And we are staying one step ahead of where are state and federal regulations evolving because it is rampant right now thinking about leave law and you know the likes of of different statutory requirements it is changing it's not stagnant and this is the time of year we do a ton of education and look to have a little fun with it because we're looking to be educated in return right so and when I, when I say educated in return, it's getting to know what's most meaningful to them. Where are your business goals and strategic objectives? Oh, we may be looking to enter a new market. Well, let's talk about that market and proactively share with you what we see there. From a benefits perspective, some markets have different barriers and others have different right complexities that you want to be wide open, um, eyes wide open in preparation for. So all of these types of conversations really lead and guide us into serving, right, the best interest of all parties all year long. You brought up a good point on this on the new markets. We had a client that actually, uh, an analysis of their locations, when we looked at last year to this year, they realized they had a person in a new state with new leave laws that they didn't work on implementing before. Oh, and that created yeah, a discussion. Yeah. And, and you go, whoa, we have to do something different. But without that, I don't think they would have processed to then deal with that, understand it, and set a, a, a practice in place. So yeah. not with and just a demo. data, right? Like you're looking at every state that you reside in that's changed. Yeah. And how do we support that? That's a great example. And continually change, Vanessa. Yeah. I'll just add to that, Adam, things that I've seen be successful, an analogy that I use and maybe it's a bad one, but all three of us on this call work in the same industry, do similar things. All three of us wear different size shoes. I would never try to fit into Adam's size 15s <laughs> or would I try to fit into Vanessa's shoes. All of our clients, maybe similar industries, maybe do similar things, are pretty different. And you have to approach it very custom and very strategic based on that specific company and I think it's ignorant to think that you're this industry, you're this, this is your size of shoe. And tra- strategic consideration needs to be no different. So to your question, Adam, what have I seen be successful? It's having cons- consultative conversations with a client, understanding their goals and objectives, and then creating a roadmap for this year and beyond. And then 
making sure that you're setting, like I said, um, markers along the way, and we're checking in using data consistently and analyzing and adjusting and making a true customized roadmap for that client is when I've seen them be most successful. When we don't do that or when a client's not wanting to do that um, or clients that we see that are new clients coming in that haven't done that historically, that's where I see struggles happen. But really trying to customize that plan for that client specifically based on all the things we've talked about today is when I've seen, seen them become most successful. I'd add to that too. This is an excellent time of year where we'll have strategy meetings, not just with our partners and plan sponsors, but at the end of the day, also with their respective carrier partners, right? So getting to know how well is that relationship ingrained? Are we optimizing the available tech tools, resources, API integrations? All of these things are part of the the perpetual strategy, right? Is it performing to our expectations? What is our, you know, win rate on X, Y, or Z? How is our leave, right, administration truly evolving and delivering on the message we want at that meaningful time, right, in a potential teammate's lives? Those are all things, right, that again, if you let it sit the bench all year long, are difficult to articulate and truly optimize in, you know, the fall, on an annual basis. So it is a fun and meaningful value driving um, proposition to leverage this time wisely to meet your goals. You can feel the excitement, I think, because we're all in this really cool strategy time and I know we're all doing a very similar thing. And I love the analogy there, Jared, of it, it isn't one for all. It's very definitive and very different for uh, folks that might look like they're doing the exact same thing. Absolutely love this. Awesome. Well, I certainly love putting our heads together on a regular basis. And we love sharing our feedback with all of you. I, I'm excited to see, you know, as we make this corner, right, this turn around on strategy, reminding all of our listeners that this is a, per, you know, a perpetual process. And let's, let's see how we can be creative, have fun and meet those goals together again in 2024. Thank you for listening in to yet another episode of the Benefits Breakdown. 